Hey everybody, it's Adrian. Welcome back to another episode of Anything Flows. This is episode 12, and if you haven't already looked at the title, this episode is going to be all about what I would do differently if I had to start my health and fitness journey all over again. So as a health coach, I've helped out a lot of people and obviously try to help myself out as much as possible. And so there's a lot that I've learned from all those experiences that I want to share with you guys. And I think this is a good episode if you're somebody who isn't really sure where to start, but also even if if you have to start over because maybe you're regressing, you kind of fell off the horse, or maybe you're just not really sure if what you're doing right now is working for you. So make sure that you listen all the way through. I have five specific things that I wanted to kind of touch on in no particular order, but I think they're all just as important as each other. So, and at the end of this, I'll also make sure to share where you can find some of the resources that I mentioned, like the cycle syncing guide. And also if you're wanting to join my body and balance health coaching program, where we coach every week on some of these, these topics that I'm going to be talking about today, reach out. You can apply with the link that'll be in the show notes, or you can just DM me. So let's get into it. First of all, I want to update you guys kind of like on some of the changes that have happened for me. So I've actually started a new position as a health coach for the Wellness Council of Arizona. And that with that position, I'm basically the he- the health coach for all of the AWC employees, Arizona Western College. If you're not from Yuma, it's our community college um, that's out here. Also, all of the City of Yuma employees, so Parks and Rec, Police Department, Fire Department, all of that, and Korean School District employees, so all the teachers, uh, nutrition staff, bus staff. Uh, So I'm very excited. This has been kind of like a long process. I was referred to the position. Somebody recommended me and thought that I would be a really great option to fill it, and so I decided to kind of just go for it, apply, and I've kind of just been going with the motions of everything with being introduced to the current coach who's leaving um, because she's being stationed in Hawaii. So that's been really helpful to get to know like what the position is and then having the interview, a few interview processes. Um, And then last week I was doing just a lot of like administrative stuff. And then this month, July, is when I started to do the shadowing, visiting City Hall, which is where my off one of my offices are. There's it's a there's a lot to it. Like I these past two days I've been shadowing the current coach and she's been like walking me through how to do everything, the presentations, our webinars, who to talk to for this and that. And it's definitely been a lot of information and like it can feel overwhelming to take on this leadership role basically. But I, I'm I'm very grateful for like this the support that I have at the Wellness Council of Arizona, which is my employer, but I work with this the entities here in Yuma. But with those entities, they're all super helpful too in making sure that I can, you know, take over for the current coach in a seamless way. And I, you know, I'm not letting that fear of like not being perfect at it at first hold me back like it's gonna be a learning process I'm brand new to this but 
I'm confident in the health coaching part and I'm excited for that and like being able to work with so many employees like there's 900 employees at City of Yuma and I think like 500 to 600 at both uh, AWC and Crane so lots and lots of people that I'll be able to engage with and I think like it's only going to help me as a coach to communicate you know collaborate with these people so that's that's been the biggest change for me I'm still also working on my yoga teacher training and I'm trying to kind of take that at a pace where I can really absorb what's going on and then apply it when I'm on the mat and kind of understand things a little bit deeper beyond just the physical postures so that's exciting and then in yeah in July is when I want to well now this month is when I want to start offering free yoga classes on zoom virtual and then also be sharing videos um my yoga classes on youtube and then another really cool opportunity uh kind of came up where i might be co-teaching and just kind of shadowing and being mentored um, with one of the local uh studios here in town so i like i really can't explain like how awesome it is to like have so much support with all these changes that are happening because it can be a little scary and overwhelming but I think it's nice that other people are confident in me and what I can do so yeah I'm just really excited for both of those but on kind of like a lesser happy exciting news or update um one thing that's kind of been challenging for me recently has been that my knee has probably been injured again which sucks because I've already had three knee surgeries from gymnastics and cheerleading since I was in eighth grade and then two when I was in college and I've never really felt like I was healed after my third so it's always been something that's bothered me and I haven't really been able to like always push myself as much, but I do still try to push myself and like push past that pain, which isn't maybe the best thing, but it's kind of like caught up to me now. I was wakeboarding and then we kind of were just swimming in the river and the waves were kind of a little big and I think like I was having to swim a little harder, so I was kicking my feet out and when I kicked my when I was kicking my feet, I could literally feel my knee like snap so and I've obviously felt this before so I'm pretty sure like 98% sure that it's torn again it doesn't feel like it's really held together very well and like I definitely can't do what I was doing three weeks ago so I haven't really really been going to the gym I'm just trying to take it easy like even walking and and doing yoga like walking shaggy outside for like you know our regular one two mile walk every day and then doing yoga and you know and trying to still find you know correct alignment and everything like that can still be challenging for me right now so Next week, I have a doctor's appointment with the surgeon that did my last two surgeries. So hopefully I'll be able to get an MRI, see what's going on, and then see if surgery has to be the option or what we can do because it's it's not fun. Like I, it's, it's painful. It's holding me back from like what I want to fully be doing. And I just have come to a point where like I need to do something about this. Probably should have done something a while ago when I knew it was still hurting, but I was just trying to push push past it not a good idea but here we're at here we are so now you're updated on what's been going on 
So if you are working for any <clears throat> any of those entities that I was talking about, like reach out to me so that way we can work together. I can coach you. It's part of your benefits. Um, or if you know anybody who works with those entities, then now we have an opportunity. But but yeah, still lots of exciting things going on. But let's get into what this episode is about, which is going back to what I would do differently if I had to restart this whole thing over again and like how would I do things right so that way I'm not wasting my time. I always tell my clients that when we are coaching together, my job is really to help you to not waste your time with things that you shouldn't be you know, wasting your energy and thought process and effort on. And so that's really what um, the, I'm trying to kind of share with you guys in this episode is what should you be focusing on when you're just getting started or when you're starting up again or you feel like what you're doing right now really isn't working. So again, in no particular order, we'll start with number one, which is to be specific with your goals. And I know that that sounds like, duh, but you'd be surprised how many times I meet with somebody and they can't really explain to me like what their goals are beyond being at a certain weight or seeing that number on the scale or maybe fitting into like a certain size pants. What I want you to do instead is just like start with your why. Why do you want to be at that goal weight? Why do you want to fit into those pants? And I think that's when we can like really start to uncover what it is that you really want. You know, if you tell me that you want to be at one 30 because that's what you weighed in high school when you had more energy and you were maybe more happy or whatever it is then that's what you want you want more energy and you want to be happier but the number on the scale doesn't necessarily have to be the goal but instead we're focusing on what's going to get us that feeling or what's going to help you to get to like what you ultimately truly want and why you want it so start with why you know, why that goal weight, why that eating pattern, maybe because it, it makes you feel physically better, you know, compared to eating a lot of processed foods or fast foods that make you feel sluggish and tired and have, you know, pain, stomach pains and things like that. Or even with exercise, like why that exercise or that activity and that often, like really paint the picture, like the more descriptive you can be, the better. And a goal without a plan is just a wish. And so if you're not if you're not really thinking about what the plans are, what the steps are, and being specific about the timeline and how you're going to measure your progress, you know, even thinking about setting smart goals, then you're not then that's just a wish. You're not you're setting yourself up for failure and what we want to do is set you up for success. So the first thing I do with all my clients is Figure out what your macro and your micro goals are. So what that overarching picture is. And then what are the steps that are going to help us to get there? And sometimes we have to also look at that through the lens of periodization and figuring out are we in season? Are we in the post season focusing on recovery? So it takes time to get to where you want to be. And I think sometimes when you're constantly dieting or constantly trying to find something that works for you you're kind of just digging yourself deeper and deeper into a hole so like stick take a step back think about what it is that you really ultimately want why you want it and what are like the steps that you can take to get there and break it down and like just think about that bigger picture 
The second thing that I would do differently if I were to restart this whole thing over again and do it the right way would be cycle syncing. Even if you're a man, hormone health is still important when it comes to your overall health, your well-being, and, and these goals that you might have. As women with cycle syncing, we're, we're not taught a lot about how our bodies function. What we're taught is that pain and problems are just part of the package of being a woman and that these are just things that we have to deal with and suffer through, like cramps and mood changes and energy ch- changes our hormonal imbalances like that's just part about part of being a woman but the reality is we don't have to suffer when you tell women and you tell young girls that these are all things that you have to deal with we don't look for solutions we just agree with what that is going to be and instead with cycle thinking and really educating yourself about how our hormone hormones as women are different from men's hormones and how our needs are different that really helps you to work with your body and not against it. And I think when you try to always restrict or always push yourself when you need that time for rest and recovery, you're just digging yourself deeper into a hole. And we're conditioned to believe that being productive and having high energy and our output, what we're able to produce is more important or more valuable than rest and recovery and introspection and listening to our intuition when both are just as necessary and both have their time and place but it's i think just part of our like like i said cultural conditioning that we don't prioritize that stuff or we see it as less than important and we should just push through everything so I think that's like a big part about cycle thinking. And obviously there's a lot too with nutrition and, and the type of exercise and your self-care and your lifestyle and the food types and things like that. And if you're interested in learning anything about learning more about that and having that information so that way you can start to see more results, whether that's like I said, with your with your exercise, your nutrition, your weight, things like that. Even in your mental health, I think that is a really big, has made a really big, big, big impact for me. But if you're interested in, in learning more about that or want more information, go to the show notes. I'll have the link for my ultimate cycle syncing guide. Also, you can check out episode four of Anything Flows where I go in depth on cycle syncing. And I even have a YouTube channel or a YouTube video that I can share and um, put into the show notes that you can visually follow along with that guide. So obviously I'm very passionate about this. And if I were to restart all this again, that is one thing for sure that I would be doing differently. Um, and then number three, third thing that I would do if I had to restart this whole journey and do it the right way is focusing on finding and enjoying a variety of activities and exercises for different reasons. When we just focus on exercise for weight loss and burning calories and and that aspect, then we're not really enjoying it. And I think most people have a negative mindset towards exercise because they have bad experiences with it. And instead, find other reasons to be active, for being social, for just having fun, for challenging yourself, for rewarding yourself when you like it's a privilege to be able to move our bodies and our bodies are vessels to experience the physical world and we're not meant to abuse or to mistreat it because we're trying to fit social norms or ideals work like i said earlier like let's learn to work with our bodies rather than against our bodies 
the point of exercise should really be to be active and to have the capacity to enjoy using our bodies. So, I mean, I do a lot of di- lot of activities for different reasons and I'm I love that about my life. I love being active and doing so many different things. And one thing that I I do maybe not as much these past few weeks because of my knee, but strength training. Like today I went back and I really like did a good workout. It was upper body, but I hadn't really been doing any kind of strength training at all these past two weeks I kind of just was really trying to take it easy even with upper body but like after today after going to the gym I feel like I have so much more energy I feel like it it really changes more than just your physical body one of the best ways that you can give yourself dopamine is through experiencing challenges and overcoming those challenges like a hard workout you're also creating more neuroplasticity which creates new connections in the brain so like it it has to impact your mental health in a positive way so look at strength training as more than just for building muscle of course you're also building muscle and when you have more muscle you have a faster metabolism because you need more energy and more calories to supply that growing tissue so that's how you're able to also not destroy your metabolism and actually enhance it and a lot of people too when they say that they want to have a lean body what they really mean is that they want to build muscle and so I don't really understand like why people especially like towards women or women will say towards other women like aren't you know that they're afraid of getting bulky when they strength train somebody literally told me that they're like aren't you afraid of getting too bulky and I thought that was like such a nice compliment like it means that I look like I have more muscle. But because I'm only 4'11 and I cheered in high school, I was a flyer, so I was smaller for sure. But now I feel like I'm putting on more muscle and I have more energy. I enjoy like how my strength is able to like literally help my quality of life and what I'm able to do. Like I love when somebody tries to help me move something or lift something or they're like, oh no, I got it. I'm like, no, this is literally why I work out. Like I want to use my body. And I think that's just kind of like the mindset that you have to go into with something like strength training, not just a form of punishment to burn calories and to to, to lose body fat and lose weight. So another big thing that I really enjoy doing is yoga. And it's not just because of like the physical postures. For me, yoga is also about taking up space in my physical body, being aware of my thoughts and forgiving myself for buying into misconceptions or limiting beliefs and really aligning myself with the truth, which is that I'm whole and I am complete as I am and that I have everything and that I am everything that I need. And I think when you practice that on the mat, it helps you off the mat. You're, it's just like a muscle that you're strengthening when you're intentionally strength training. You get stronger. It becomes second nature to have that kind of mindset. I think it also helps me to kind of release like what no longer serves me. And the more that I practice that, the more that I can inquire about myself and what my true needs are and what and, and how to honor those needs and not just my physical body, but also my intellectual, my emotional and my spiritual bodies as well. So and think about too, like how much time are you giving yourself to check in? You know, some of us have families and a job and other responsibilities. So 
are you checking in with yourself in that way so that way you can fill your own cup and therefore fill others cups or like the collective cup so you know I, I enjoy yoga for more than just the physical part of it I think it's really transformed so many other aspects of my life but then exercise and activity can also be for just having fun and being social like this past weekend I played golf for the first time other than top golf and I had the best time I'd been wanting to play golf for like a year but I like wasn't sure if I was going to be good I don't want to go with people that like are really good and they think I'm really bad and I'm messing up the game but I felt like I did really well and I you know with practice I'm going to get better and I'm excited to get better at something and put myself into into that like I got um I actually ordered some golf clothes and I have like a discount code and everything for them so when those clothes come in I will do a haul and I'll share with you guys so that way you can check it out because I thought they were super cute. But anyway, yeah, like that's the fun part about like this activity is like I get to just, you know, have fun and enjoy being social with other people and just hang out on the golf course. Like that's the life. But, you know, I've also done been like trying to find other things to do, like playing tennis, which is kind of hard on my knee, but still super fun. Wakeboarding, like that's that's a workout. you have to like really understand like body awareness to get up on that board and and it's so fun to do and even when you fall like you just get back up um even even like riding dirt bikes like my dad bought us all dirt bikes and that you know when we go out to the dunes or we're gonna go camping or something like it's gonna take some energy and some stamina to like keep riding and and to like balance and do all that so you know think about with all this like really think about how can you be active? How can you find exercise that you enjoy, whether that's doing it by yourself, doing it in a group, like just make it fun. You know, don't look at this as something that you have to do. Like nobody's going to stick with something like that. So yeah. And then we also got to fit in that active recovery as well. Like that's also super important when it comes to exercise. And like I've been saying, working with our bodies and prioritizing recovery so that we can heal and get out of that survival mode so that our body can make the adaptations like losing body fat and gaining muscle like we want it to. The fourth thing that I have here for what I would focus on is eating more. That's probably one of the biggest things when I meet with people is that they are restricting so much or they've been restricting themselves for too long that their body is not going to lose weight. Restricting is destroying your metabolism. There's more to it than just calories in versus calories out. Your body doesn't know the difference between you dieting and you being in a famine. So little nutrition bait 101, not really 101 because I think this is still something that people don't really understand, but fat loss should be done in phases and you shouldn't consistently or constantly stay in a restrictive state, meaning you're over-exercising or you're under-eating intentionally for weight loss to be in a calorie deficit. Like we don't want to be in that state for too long. What happens is that when you're dieting or you're restricting, your body uses what's stored on you, usually body fat, as energy and you'll lose weight, which is great. Awesome. That's what you wanted. But the body 
to the body, this is signaling that you're in a famine. And soon it's actually going to start turning into a fat storing machine in order to protect you because it doesn't know when your next meal will be or if it will even be enough to kind of keep you keep your body functioning because you need calories you need energy for breathing for digesting your food for your brain to function for all of your systems to function like that's an essential component of why we eat. So it doesn't make sense to me why restricting yourself would make you healthier. So that would be a really important tip for you guys is to eat more, like support your metabolism, give your body the the nourishment and the energy that it needs. So I'll kind of break down a little bit like protein, carbs, and fat, just because I want everyone to understand that it's more than just calories in versus calories out and that macros are important. The ratio of macros is where you are actually seeing specific results that you want, like building muscle and losing body fat or improving your performance or improving your your health span and your longevity. So protein, we know that that helps us to build muscle, but it also helps us with, with maintenance and repairing our muscle as well. Not just our muscles, but also all tissues, our hair, our skin, our nails, or the organs that we have, any ton of damage or things that need maintenance and growth, protein is going to help to support that. And so the more muscle that you have also, the faster your metabolism is and the more of a fat burning machine your body becomes versus that fat storing machine when you're restricting. So if you have enough protein, that's going to be great because you're building muscle also if you're strength training, obviously, but it's it's important. And then carbs, I know a lot of people can be kind of like scared of carbs. Carbs make you fat. That's not true. Most people have high cortisol or stress levels. Cortisol is our stress hormone because they're overtraining. They're doing like tons of cardio thinking that that's how they're going to lose weight or they're under eating and they're just not prioritizing self-care because work is busy or whatever it is. Carbs are actually going to help us to shut off cortisol so that our body can lean more towards that rest and digest phase versus the fight or flight place. And when we're in that rest and digest, that's where adaptations can happen because your body isn't in survival mode. And so you can grow muscle and you can burn fat a lot easier when you actually have carbs in your system to help with bringing down stress. So eat your carbs. They're not bad for you. Same thing with fat. Fats are super essential. They are the backbone of our hormones. They're that raw material that our our body needs to create hormones that are important like estrogen and testosterone and other vital hormones. So if you're not, if you're having issues with, with your hormonal health, take a look at what your fat intake is and making sure that you have the preferably healthier fats like the omega-3s and uh, monounsaturated and polyunsaturated fats versus lots of saturated animal fats or like processed trans fats. Um, they also, fats are also what kind of keeps the membrane together on our, on, on each of our cells. So we have a phospholipid layer around our cells that keep that outside fluid separate from the inside of our cells. So we don't want those two to mix. So fats are super important for that too. And just for a healthy nervous system in general, like that fight or flight, rest and digest, like in order for our body to be in a balanced place, we got to have some healthy fats to support our brain as well there. So eat your 
eat your nutrients, don't restrict yourself, and, you know, just eat. Like, I know that that's easier said than done. That's why I try to share recipes. I try to, like, show you guys what I'm eating so you can see that I'm not restricting myself. I'm eating. I, I'm, I'm a, I eat, guys. I can eat. So, like, that's, that's the way we want to do it, right? Like, we don't want to restrict ourselves forever. Like, that's not enjoyable. So, our last, my last uh, suggestion or tip for what to do if you're just starting or what I would do if I was just starting over again is to prioritize self-care and self-love. And before you're like, oh, that's not that important, like whatever, macros, like I'll, I'll, I'll work on those. No, you need to focus on self-care and self-love. Stress is probably the number one reason why people struggle with their health and wellness goals. We're just like in, for some reason, like in Western culture, we just normalize being overstressed and like maybe valuing that even more. Like somebody who's really overworking themselves is seen as more important than somebody who is just, you know, resting and chilling. Like that's, that's very, a very skewed way of looking at things. And your self-care isn't just for, you know, making sure that your blood pressure isn't high, but also your reproductive health. When you think about like what we do or what our bodies are meant for, like on a basic level, we're meant to be healthy enough to reproduce and to carry on our DNA. And when we're stressed and we're in that survival mode, when you think back to survival of the fittest, you know, when you're stressed, you're not going to be in the best place to reproduce. And obviously it's not all about reproduction and stuff like that. But when you think about us as humans and our physical bodies on like that level, it's really important for reproductive health and overall like our hormones, but also our gut health and our mental health. Like we all know that how much stress can affect our mental health and how that then trickles on to affecting our physical health. And so they all tie into each other. They're all or self-care and self-love impact so much so as and you can't hate yourself into loving yourself either that's why I wanted to add that self-love piece as well because what's the point of being at your goal weight or you're having your dream body if it's a nightmare to keep like we have to practice radical compassionate forgiveness for for buying into, you know, self-limiting beliefs or judgments towards ourselves and to others and to just release worries and release stress and be okay with where we're at and know that where we're where we are at is where we're meant to be and that this moment is perfect exactly how it is instead of thinking that it's it should be a different way because it's not. It is what it is and you have the choice of deciding what you want to do in that in this in this moment. So I think that can be a really empower, empowering thing. It can be like, it can be kind of intimidating or overwhelming, but it's actually pretty freeing and enlightening when you realize that a lot of the stress and worry and hate and judgment is really sometimes caused by ourselves. But that also means that we have the power to change that ourselves too. So some things that really help me are practicing mindfulness. And that's why I always try to show too what I do with with mindfulness. So meditating and yoga, breath work, journaling, like they're not just small little things that might help. They help period. So 
incorporate them. Try your best. Find something that works for you. Like there's so many different options, but find what works for you. Practice it. Be consistent with it. Evolve with it. And I think my mindset too also plays a big role in what I allow to stress me out. And sometimes that's, you know, changing one thought or choosing one thought over another and practicing cognitive behavioral therapy and stopping any kind of like literally imagining a stop sign whenever I start to ruminate on thoughts or get anxious or worried about things just literally imagining a stop sign and choosing another thought over that that's actually more supportive more helpful and the truth because a lot of times some of that like ruminating and worry is just my perception it's just my mind naturally doing what it does it's natural but it's also something that we can strengthen that ability to come back to the present moment just like we would in a gym it's just like a muscle that you're strengthening and working out in the gym mind your mindset mindfulness in general needs training it needs practice it needs awareness um Two other things that kind of go back to one of our previous episodes is also not taking anything personally or making assumptions. Like I think that really helps me to minimize stress because if I don't make assumptions, then I I think that's where like a lot of the stress can kind of come from. Like you worry, you make an assumption about what the outcome is going to be or if this, you know, if it's going to be good or bad instead of just letting it be as it is. And also not taking anything personally. If it's always, you know, it's not ever a reflection of you. It's a reflection of them. And so once you understand that, like you only have control over what you have control over and your and you. So it it just is a waste of energy to worry about other people and what their perception is and what they think or to make assumptions about what is going to happen. Just take things one moment at a time. I know that all of this is so much easier said than done but that's why I you know have these episodes and post and and coach on these things because it's not easy to do if it was easy to do we'd all be doing it so but it's good to have these conversations still so uh and and I think another really big thing that kind of goes to my like ties into the mindset too is viewing failures as learning opportunities so if you're you know listening to this episode and you are just frustrated because you don't know what you're what to do anymore you're starting you're starting over or you're just feeling lost like view those as opportunities to learn something and discover something about yourself and your capabilities your strengths and maybe weaknesses that you do want to improve upon but don't use it as you know a way to beat yourself down and tell yourself that you're not capable learn from it there's always something that you can learn from those kinds of opportunities so that ties up all five of my tips or things that I would do differently if I had to start my health and fitness journey all over again and do it the right way and I hope that you guys got a lot of value out of this or maybe thinking about how what you want to start taking a little bit more seriously um to try to help you to achieve these goals that you've been after. And I do have one spot available for the month of July if you're interested in having more support and guidance on how to navigate this whole journey. So you can apply. I'll have the link for the application in the description or in the show notes, or you can just reach out to me on Instagram at Coach Adrian if you want that application. Um, I'll also have in the show notes the resources that I was talking about for cycle syncing. 
Um, you can go back to episode four of Anything Flows where I go in depth on that. I have the ultimate cycle syncing guide that I created as well that you can download. And if you want to go through that with me, I have a YouTube video where I'm going through that guide and kind of walking through and, and highlighting some of the important pieces. So if you want to educate yourself on that, then check those out or you can message me and find them on my Instagram. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm sorry that last week we didn't have an episode out for you, but let me know what you found most valuable in this episode. You know, if you're just starting out or if you're still trying to figure things out. So I'm super thankful for all of you guys who have been listening to this podcast and have been sharing how impactful these episodes are. I think that really helps me to see that these this this is valuable and that people are being impacted in a positive way just like I intended for this podcast to be and for all my episodes to be so I promise to keep showing up and to be sharing more and we'll see you guys on the next episode